Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This last week, as far as the Republican Party is concerned, what happened? Uh, I, I, t- I said to a number of people, boy, we've never seen anything like that before, at least not in contemporary history. And then they reminded me it's gotten kind of wild and crazy at times in the past. But just have a listen to Mitt Romney before I talk to my guest. Here's the Republican candidate for president in 2012, when he accepted the support of Donald Trump with with great and effusive thanks and appeared on television with him and talked about how what a great businessman and what a great leader Donald Trump is. Here's that same Mitt Romney on Thursday morning. Listen. If we Republicans choose Donald Trump as our nominee, the prospects for a safe and prosperous future are greatly diminished. If Donald Trump's plans were ever implemented, the country would sink into prolonged recession. A few examples. His proposed 35% tariff-like penalties would instigate a trade war, and that would raise prices for consumers, kill our export jobs, and lead entrepreneurs and businesses of all stripes to flee America. His tax plan in combination with his refusal to reform entitlements and to honestly address spending, would balloon the deficit and the national debt. So even though Donald Trump has offered very few specific economic plans, what little he has said is enough to know that he would be very bad for American workers and for American families. But you say, wait, wait, wait. Isn't he a huge business success? Doesn't he know what he's talking about? No, he isn't. And no, he doesn't. His his bankruptcies have crushed small businesses and the men and women who work for them. He inherited his business. He didn't create it. And whatever happened to Trump Airlines? How about Trump University? And then there's Trump Magazine and Trump Vodka and Trump Steaks and Trump Mortgage, a business genius he is not. There's Mitt Romney on Thursday, the uh, Republican candidate for president in 2012, where he, as I said earlier, accepted the thanks, or at least uh, thanked um, Donald Trump effusively for endorsing him. And you see, when when a political party trots out someone like Mitt Romney, uh, uh, to refute Donald Trump, and, and I'm not, I don't have a dog in this fight, But when you do that, you don't help yourself at all, because the very first thing that's going to happen is what I just told you, and you've you've seen the video. You see Mitt Romney slamming Donald Trump, and then immediately after that, you see the 2012 exchange between the two of them. Toby Conliffe is um, with me. Toby is the, um, I was a superdelegate in uh, 2008 to the Democratic National Convention, where Barack Obama became the nominee and then subsequently the president of the United States. Why am I telling you what you know? Toby, hi. Uh, Good afternoon, Roy. Good to have you back with us. Thank you. Mark Feigenbaum is the president of Republicans Overseas Canada, senior member of the Republican Party in this country. Hi, Mark. Hi. Thanks for having me. Mark, what do we make of uh, of what's happened in this last week? I won't ask you to specifically comment on Mitt Romney or, or, or... 2012, his exchange with Donald Trump, you can if you wish. 
But we saw Super Tuesday, which turned out to be a very good day for Donald Trump, not a terrible day for Ted Cruz, not such a good day for Marco Rubio. John Kasich is waiting for um, for for Michigan and Ohio. But how do you assess what you saw develop within your party over the past week? Well, it's interesting. It's it's uh, highlighting the decisive uh, divisiveness um, between some of the candidates, and that's happened in history before during a nomination process where um, there's different factions that like different ideas and different people. Um, it's just coming a little bit to the boil right now, and so it's uh, it's cause for interesting uh, debate like we just saw. Yeah, but when you talk, end up talking about, I don't know quite how to put this, um, anatomical realities during uh, during a debate. I heard a, a, a female broadcaster on Friday morning say she was absolutely disgusted and she felt like she needed to take a shower after the end of that that debate. Yeah, well, it's gotten pretty crazy. I think there's, there's nobody that would deny that it's uh, gotten to a different level than we've ever seen in the yeah. past. Uh, whether it's going to be successful or not is, is yet to be seen. Do you think it's going to hurt the party uh, with, with voters? N- never mind Donald Trump. Is it going to hurt the party? Well, ultimately, there's, there's only a couple options. Ultimately, the people have to back the nominee and either vote for them. They're, they're probably not going to vote for the Democrat Party. Are they going to stay home? Are they going to vote? Like, that's a, always a big question, right? Yeah. Toby, it's not like the Democrats have free sailing here. You've got Hillary Clinton, the former Secretary of State, who's being investigated by the FBI for her private server or unprotected server in her home. And uh, there's talk now, what is it, over 100 FBI agents investigating uh, Mrs. Clinton and, and that she's going to be uh, questioned by the FBI. That's not a very positive scenario for the front runner for your party either. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, the only thing I'd say is that uh, Hillary has been in the public eye for 40 years since she was the wife of the Attorney General of Arkansas. And uh, since then, she's been First Lady of Arkansas, First Lady of the United States, U.S. Senator and Secretary of State. And during that time, you inevitably pick up some mistakes and history, and uh, she's made some mistakes. I think both parties have flawed candidates as their front runners. I picked up a story out of the Atlantic magazine this morning, and the headline, Toby, is from Whitewater to Benghazi, a Clinton scandal primer. It's 14 pages long. There have been a lot of uh, anti-Hillary screeds, many of which have been uh, discredited. Uh, There is a book published by OR Books called uh, uh, My Turn, and uh, it's an anti-Hillary book, but it's a credible one. And if anyone wants to read something, I would think you should Google OR Books and look for uh, My Turn. So going forward now, um, you've got Senator Sanders, who's still packing in thousands and thousands of people into arenas, who's being written off by the the brain trust of the party, which I think is more a public relations move than reality, because I don't think that Sanders is out of it completely, is he, uh, Toby? He's, he's absolutely not out of it. And if anything develops about this FBI investigation or other problems, uh, he uh, stands ready to step into the breach. And, and uh, even without that, uh, just having so much hang over Hillary's head, uh, 
uh, his uh, loyal enthusiast, uh, his enthusiasts, and his unstoppable fundraising ability, because he's got this four million contributors who've contributed small amounts, and they can do so again. Uh, he's definitely not out of it. Yeah, when people are finding out how much taxes would increase under Senator Sanders, that is putting the brakes on for quite a few of his supporters, at least temporarily. Mark, what do you expect going forward? If 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 Donald Trump does well today, and this weekend, and the primaries and the caucuses being held today, what happens going forward? What's 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 what are the next steps for the for the establishment within the party? What options do they have? Well, the other people aren't out of it completely. He still has to win at least half of the the votes for the remaining states because there isn't as a big of a gap between him and the second and third place that there is on let's say the Democrat side. But um, notwithstanding, like I said, at some point the party has to pull together between they have to put up a candidate for running for general election. So who are they going to put up and who's everyone going to stand behind? Yeah, because if you don't put up a candidate and if you don't stand with that candidate, you're definitely telling the electorate, we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Not only we don't know whom we're supporting, we don't know what we're doing. And that will not augur well. On the stage on uh, on Thursday night, when I, after all of the uh, insults were passed back and forth, the candidates were asked if they would support one another, and they all said, with varying degrees of reluctance, that they would. Mr. Romney, after he attacked Donald Trump, wouldn't support either Ted Cruz or Marco Rubio or John Kasich, which leaves us wondering whether Mitt Romney is hoping for and whether maybe the party establishment is planning a way to engineer the convention to put Mick Romney in as the uh, as the nominee, which would I think would be the the death knell for that general election. Yeah, it's going to be. There's a lot of speculation on how exciting this uh, this convention is going to be. So uh, maybe we can hang tight for that too. Yeah, you guys are committed to staying with your parties, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be unlikely that I would go to the Democrats at this point, but <laughs> I, guess, I don't know. Well, Toby, could you see yourself voting for Donald Trump? Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, but uh, there is speculation that the former mayor of New York could enter the race. Uh, and uh, there is also a movement afoot to, for the Republicans to nominate Paul Ryan, the Speaker of the House. Uh, so there are all kinds of scenarios that are yet to unfold. And to be as blunt as I possibly can, but not be as bad as the language that was used in the debate... That would piss millions of people off. It would. Seriously. It would very much upset millions of people who've decided to go with Donald Trump, and specifically, it would upset them. And I I don't imagine, Toby, that Donald Trump hasn't dragged some Democrats over to his side. I don't think he's dragged any Democrats over to his side, but there is no question that an element of the Sanders support is a protest against uh, the establishment and the Washington milieu. Okay, guys, hold on, please. We're going to come back with our guest, Toby Conliff, uh, who's with the Democrats abroad. Mark Feigenbaum is the president of Republicans Overseas, both in Canada. We're back after this. Intelligent Talk Radio. Intelligent Talk Radio. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Want to listen back to any segment with the air that we air? Kevin O'Leary? Go to RoyGreenShow.com. In the podcast, you'll find it there. Probably there already. Or this segment 
with uh, Toby Condlove and Mark Feigenbaum on the U.S. election, RoyGreenshow.com. In the podcasts, one of the things that I'm seeing has to do with Mitt Romney and his speech on Thursday attacking Donald Trump. And I'm seeing this in email after email after email to Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. I'll just read you one from James in Calgary. Hi, Roy. One quick comment here about Mitt Romney criticizing Donald Trump. Isn't it interesting how no one is bringing up Romney's track record regarding the hedge funds that he's been involved with? These hedge funds have laid waste to most of the companies that they've acquired with just over 50% ownership. These hedge funds have used these companies as a cash cow to pay for the very purchase of these companies and to pay for other companies. They've squeezed every cent out of them, destroying many employees' jobs and wiping out the pension funds of some of those companies. Some of these companies have been put into bankruptcy so they can be bought all over again by another company or hedge fund at fire sale prices. It's amazing to me that absolutely no one is challenging Romney's track record. The bottom line is he's a hypocrite. This is I'm seeing again and again and again and again. So, if Romney is somehow engineered to be the candidate for the Republican Party, that's not going to go over well with voters. Then Hillary Clinton has her own set of problems because, Toby, a significant percentage of Democratic voters have said to pollsters they don't trust Hillary Clinton. What do you do with that? Well, I think uh, you have to focus then. If, if you're unhappy with both candidates, you have to look to the policies that they would support. And Hillary Clinton supports more progressive policies. She would nominate more progressive justices. Uh, and depending upon your political persuasion... That's how you can make up your decision. Hasn't Senator Sanders dragged her into that position? Uh, To some extent, he has. uh, But uh, I think that uh, starting from where she was, which was more centrist, she still would be significantly more progressive than any of the Republican candidates. Mark, if Donald Trump does wind up with enough delegates to win the convention... If he ends up with the majority of delegates that's required, what happens? Does the party get behind him? Is the party destroyed? As others have predicted, what's going to happen? What What's your best guess? Well, I don't think it's an apocalypse of any kind, but um, the, the party ultimately, as I said, has to pick somebody and, and stick behind them. Um, and if that's the majority of the vote, they have to pr- present somebody who they think is going to be the next um, president, they can't. They can't risk also having people not vote. They can't risk having people go to other side, which is more unlikely than just not voting. So there's a lot of factors at play here this year that maybe haven't been in a lot of elections in the past. So the party could say uh, it doesn't matter what the um, what the primaries decided, what the voters decided, what Republican voters during the primaries decided. We don't want Donald Trump, and so we're going to find a way to move him aside. Yeah, that's a trickier. That's a trickier hill to climb, though. They, they they can't they can't go against a large base of people who wanted something who ultimately need to they need to vote for them. But but isn't that what you just is. said? Well, yeah, I'm just I'm basically saying that the party has to pick somebody, and, and if he's the winner and that's the ultimate decision, then the right. party has to go behind them, lest they the other party gets in, which would be a worst case scenario. Yeah, I'm, I'm. By the way, guys, I'm not making you ultimately responsible for your parties. But it is fascinating to watch this because whatever comes out of this primary season, Toby, whatever comes out of it, is going to reflect on the United States for at least four years. 
It absolutely will. Uh, Roy, one thing I think that Mark and I would agree about is that it's very important for Americans across Canada to vote, to register to vote, and you can do that at votefromabroad.org. So if you go to that website, you can register to vote in your state. Mark, do you have a, a corresponding website? Yeah, no, and uh, no, that's, uh, that's the website for everyone, our FDAP.org.gov, sorry. And um, I think uh, we both agree on that, that it's the election, this election, is, as every other one, everyone needs to exercise their right because the ultimate decision could affect could affect them. Well, how, we have, what, about a million Americans, close to a million Americans living in Canada? That I've heard that number should be about right. Okay. And, and do we know, on average, what the... What the what the voter turnout is among that million uh, percentage wise? No, there's no statistics kept of uh, because we each vote in our own states, so there would be no way of knowing that your vote in a particular state was from abroad or from within which country it would be from. Um, I'll ask you both one last question: Do you expect any? Do you expect the unexpected going forward, Toby? And I suppose. Uh, that's not really a fair question. Do you expect the unexpected with the with the FBI being the writer at the bottom of the page? Well, of course, I have no idea where the FBI investigation will lead. But I think the fact is that the Democrats have two candidates, either of which Democrats would support. I think the Republicans are in a different position. All right. And uh, if you had to choose one of them, Mark, I only have a few seconds. Who's your favorite among the the, uh, the Republican candidates? Who do you like? No, I don't pick. I don't pick things at this stage. Uh, but I, I just I like the uh, the party and its ideals and its ideology. And so I'm hoping that uh, whoever they pick is going to be the successful in November. All right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. I hope to talk to you again as the process moves forward. Thank you very much, Colleen. Thank we'll you, come, Roy. You bet, guys. We'll come back with. Uh, Our Saturday, Beauties and the Beast, that's next. Stay with us.